You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Tarkus, in the room I have Rob. Yes. Ben. Hello. And John. Hello. Tarkus is the second studio album by the English progressive rock band Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, released on June 1971 on Island Records. The producer was Greg Lake, and the genre is, can you guess it, Rob? Uh, Prague? Yes. (laughs) Cool. Progressive rock. (laughs) All music review, Francois Couture. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's 1970 eponymous LP was only a rehearsal. It hit hard because of the novelty of the act, allegedly the first supergroup in rock history, but felt more like a collection of individual efforts and ideas than the collective work. All doubts were dissipated by the release of Tarkus in 1971. Side one of the original LP is occupied by the 21-minute title epic track, beating both Genesis, Supper's Ready, and Yes's Close to the Edge by a year. Unlike the latter group's cut-and-paste technique to obtain long suites, Tarkus is a thoroughly written, focused piece of music. It remains among the top ten classic tracks in progressive rock history. Because of the strength of Side One, the material on the album's second half has been quickly forgotten, with one good reason. It doesn't match the strength of its counterpart. But Bitches Crystal and A Time and a Place make two good prog rock tracks, the latter being particularly rocking. Tarkus makes for a very solid album, especially to the ears of prog rock fans. There are no Greg Lake acoustic ballads, no lengthy jazz interludes. More was accomplished than the trio's first album, but is not as polished as the forthcoming Brain Salad Surgery. Nevertheless, Tarkus is a must-have. All right, what do we think of Tarkus? This album's terrific. It's pretty cool. I didn't think it was great. Really? I thought it was so-so. Well, Eh. so are are you saying that... Tarkus the seven sweet song is not great, or Tarkus the album is not great. Uh, I could both. either one, both, <gasps> both. Yeah. Okay. I thought the first half was a bit indulgent. I'm not a big <laughs> fan. Of, well, yeah. I'm just saying within Prague context. Oh, going within. You think that it's indulgent for Prague? Yeah. Mm, I, yeah I, I, I think I think twenty minutes is pretty. Not uh, today to today's standards, it's not very indulgent at all for a seven part suite and frog. Um, not the city, but 
Yeah. No. Uh, oh, I mean, sorry. But, yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, most of my it. problem was with I, I. For some reason, the organ didn't resonate. I thought that was a poor choice, but that is something that carries throughout the entire first track. I thought that it, at times it felt a bit. I don't want to say. I like when I like prog rock. I like a lot of rock, and it has a whole lot of prog, and not so much rock. Keith Emerson was kind of all about that. Uh, yeah, that Hammond. No, I, yeah, the Hammond just kind of for for some reason it just that production in in a bit of the just a bit of the like structure and writing. I just like I, I didn't quite connect with it. How do you feel about the organ tone, uh, like the voicing of it in uh, Aquatarchus? Because uh, I thought whatever he dialed in to get those sounds. I was way into <laughs> Yeah, that it's sort like, of. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that, 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 that was, that was the excellent... mode. Was that? that? That was his mode. That was his mode. Yeah. It's right. the, it, Aquatarchus is the final suite in the Tarkus, right? Yes. Yeah. And it really ends on a on a high note. I mean, yeah. Aquatarchus is is bombastic. You can't and... kill the fucking Tarkus. Yeah. He's an Aquatarchus now. <laughs> you can't, right. but you can banish him to the river. Well, he'll never hurt you again because you're a manticore. I don't think he was ever going to hurt that manticore. <laughs> Aquatarkus spends 20 minutes fighting other shit. He fights. Regular Tarkus does. Well, yeah, well, regular Tarkus. Then regular Tarkus runs into the Manticore. He's like, hey, man, what's up? And Manticore's like, fuck I'm, your eye. And yeah, Manticore gets thrown into a river. Manticore Do you love this because it just feels like boss battles. It's a it, it's a complete suite yeah. of boss battles. It does Short feel answer, like. Short answer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I think somehow uh, with. The 7X structure and Greg Lake not quitting the band, <laughs> like, immediately because of it. Like, him, like, actually doing the vocal stuff on it, I think it's very pretty, and it actually kind of ties the whole, like, room together a little bit. I do think, uh, I think it's Mass, where it, it just kind of sounds like uh, Tarkus turned into a teenager and started smoking weed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I think you can see in the illustration, uh, that's where that happens there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those aren't uh, cannons that are blazing. Those no. are the, the, old the, 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 the Those are his arm bombs. <laughs> right now, we're looking at, the, we've got a hard copy of Tarkus here, and the, the gatefold of the album is... Yeah, they're always is, smoking. They're not actually firing, is, are they? Because well, he's murdered beautiful. everything already. It's mm. beautiful sci-fi art of a uh, half animal, half robots fighting each other. Highly recommend. <laughs> I I want this mural painted on the largest wall of the city, <laughs> or the longest van I can find. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And I I this is the fr- I'd never listened to Tarkus before this week, but I'd flipped past it so many times, like looking at records, and it doesn't say Emerson Lake and Palmer on the front, and I never I never like took it all the way out to like, read the side. I always just thought, I, I never know what it's going to sound like. And like, there's this weird record called Tarkus that's just got like a armored armadillo. It's like, is this a Mega Man album? <laughs> it's like Epcot Center. Yeah, with, yeah. With pink dreads. But no, that, like, uh, if you like, if you, if you're familiar with the cover art of it, the gatefold art is, is just. So much better. It, well, it's it, mo- it, it's it, more of the same, and but it's got all of Tarkus's enemies, the other bosses. It's got battle scenes. It's so cool. Because the lyrics of, of the, the seven song sweet Tarkus don't really not at all give you the plot of Tarkus being hatched in a volcano no. and then ro- rolling on his treads to battle bosses and then 
uh, getting his cornea scratched and then going to wash it out in a river. Like, manticore is one name of one of the uh, the parts in the suite, but I don't think the manticore is ever... It's an instrumental part. Yeah, it's, it's never mentioned, yeah. like, by, by Greg Lake. Is there, a, is there like, a maybe a booklet in the liner notes that we don't have access to? Because I, I read on, like, Wikipedia, like, what's actually going on. Uh, no. All right. N- at least not, 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 not in this copy. I so, think that was on a re-release. They, yeah. they had some sort of, like, his... Written. Oh, they added the story of Tarkus. Yeah, Yeah, Act One of the suite is eruption. That's where Tarkus, the armadillo tank, is born out of an (laughs) egg in a volcano. Uh, Act Two, Stones of Years, which you couldn't tell from the lyrics, but is about Tarkus fighting a spider slash stegosaurus slash power station. That 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 adds up. Which he wins. He wins that, and uh, he goes on to the third suite is Iconoclast, which is an instrumental track, but what it's actually about is Tarkus fighting a half-pterodactyl, half-jet uh, fighter. Yeah. Oh, and he... he and, he, and he beats him. Okay. Gets him handling. Gets his ass. Yeah. Uh, the next part is Mass. The lyrics are, like, quasi, like, religious, like, questioning religion, uh, but the song's actually about Tarkus fighting a grasshopper with a rocket launcher. Yeah, the, the weaver and the web that he made. <laughs> With the weaver and the web that he made. Okay. Uh, the next one is another instrumental section, uh, Manticore, which is about Tarkus fighting a manticore. And that is a beautiful rendering of a manticore on it the gatefold. Is. If you're unfamiliar with the mythological creature Manticore, it is a part lion, part scorpion with a human face. And he actually, he, he kicks Tarkus's ass. He, he pokes Tarkus right in the eyeball with his pointy, pointy tail. Which I believe on the is battlefield. In the battlefield, that's covered in battlefield, and then the last part of the suite, Aquatarchus, is also instrumental. It's a dope instrumental, but apparently it's about Tarkus turning into a boat and sailing away <laughs> happily ever after. <laughs> okay. And yeah. what's not to like, man? <laughs> it's so good. It's. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and the way that they play, like if you've heard their version of the Peter Gunn theme, I think that you can hear elements of them sort of moving into that mode in Tarkus. Like in Iconoclast, the way that they're beginning to play some of the notes and put forward the the guitar and the organ sounds a bit like the way they play the bass in Peter Gunn. Yeah. A bit. Just a bit. I mean, like, it's not hard prog, but it's it's moving there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, it's right. about robot monsters fighting each other. Oh yeah, I mean it's got to be a little hard. It's robot monsters. <laughs> well, the the cover art for Tarkus came before the concept of Tarkus. Uh, cover so, art by William Neal. Yeah, so the uh, like Keith Emerson had been working on the on on a suite, I guess, uh, and brought it to the brought it to the group, and uh, uh, yeah, Greg Lake was like. Fuck you! I don't want to do this at all. I don't even want to be in this. I don't even want to be in this band. <laughs> but somehow the producer stopped him from leaving, and then Greg Lake uh, agreed to do the the vocal stuff. I guess on the three tracks where there's 
vocals in the front half. Makes um, sense. Where was I going with that? There were. Oh, but yeah, the uh, the artwork for Tarkus, like when they they were you know, they were like staring at the artwork and like, oh my god, this, we gotta write something that says <laughs> equal to this artwork of this armadillo tank. That's what these Those instrumental guns. songs are about, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that they, 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 they cobbled it together, but I I, I don't know, I I, th- I think as far as like a um, you know a, a a first outing for like Keith Emerson like doing this giant like. <clears throat> opus like it's super dope i think but also i was playing emerson lake and palmer uh songs in marching band when i was uh i was but a a 15 year old boy so very soft spot for the the elp yeah. i've learned that i think i i've i learned about myself i need to listen to prog albums three times before four okay them. right right <laughs> yeah it's, it's the, the, the rule of yes three yeah yeah uh yeah, I'm now like I'm like four or five times, four or five uh, uh, listens into Tarkus now, and I've really come around to it. Okay, like the the first couple listens, I thought was interesting. I love the art, and I, I thought that what they were doing was interesting. Uh, I didn't know if it was for me. I still don't know if like I don't know if I'm going to be playing this all the time. But after after three listens, I, I I fully appreciate most of this album. Okay, how do you guys feel about the second half? We haven't even talked love about it. it. Okay. Uh, honestly, like, do you I, like Ready Eddie? I do like Ready Eddie. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's fun to hear a band is like, I don't know, good as Emerson Lake and Palmer. Just go back to like doing this, uh, just like. What's the story blues behind rock. it? Is that like a studio jam, or did they were they trying to record that? Because for being a prog rock band that prides themselves on musicianship, the playing in Ready Eddie is. Sloppy, loosey goosey. It like more than loosey goosey. Like it's like more than like Keith Richards on heroin. It's like actually like sloppy. Like there's wrong notes and like flubbed flubbed parts, mostly on Keith Emerson's parts. So I felt like it was sort of a throwaway track. Like they were just in the studio goofing that's around. That's kind of what or I thought they, too. And I think sometimes after you hear like a Magnum Prog opus, you just want a little bit of goof to clean out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's the last song, and so there's a, there's an argument. What do you do with the last song in an album? Do you make it an amazing, beautiful closer, yes. or do you make it a, a goof sorbet palate cleanser? No, you, you you make it you make it as good as you can. I, I can when see you put the, that much time into it. I can see I can see the argument for some goof sorbet like oh you've you've eaten all this complex stuff talked about the Holocaust talked about the Holocaust <laughs> with some phrasing <laughs> that really I wasn't think super I think him's a rapper for the song man <laughs> I do like here here's the thing is bitches crystal and the only way are that's that's where I'm at okay, I, so you I like, like those, those okay. albums I like those too absolutely but yeah it. I like those more than the sort of this epic sprawling Tarkus. Not that it doesn't have its moments, but as a whole, that that song just doesn't it just doesn't resonate. Is it that there's so much? I think it's a miss. It's a, yeah, it's like a mishmash of different things going on, and I understand it brings those themes back. It's like very well played. I appreciate the sort of musicianship. But the sort of like, it, it's it's more of just a feeling that I, I just don't connect to it. It's something too that I thought about when I was listening to it. It has the vocals have a very like 
Pink Floyd vibe. Oh, the the, the guitar solos on this are absolutely David Gilmore. And I don't know if David Gilmore started doing guitar solos like this before this record hit. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, what was the, which one we were just listening to? Uh, that song, or that part, I think that was Battlefield. Okay, that was Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. on that one, those guitar solos are just like... Very much. Absolutely. I, I hadn't put that together until you brought that up, but stuff. now yeah. I won't be able to unhear it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it just doesn't have this sort of... Yes! I, I do Aquatarchus! Yeah. <laughs> Aquatarchus is... Turn it up! <laughs> It's now playing, and it's like a Mega Man uh, level. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, this is... I, I, I did come around after this. I was like, this is pretty cool. Uh, but at the same time, it's, you know... The, the things he does with it, too, when you go into Aquatarchus, and he is just hitting... I mean, he, he's revolving around the same, like, scale, where it's it's not... I don't know. I feel like Prog Rock, it, it's... It's like a progression where I feel like sometimes he relies a little too heavily on a scale or a uh, something that it that is I don't know he, so, he he dances around sort of like a scale and and that's that's his like solo instead of kind of like moving in interesting strange directions which a lot of prog that I like which has. you know he's, so he was born in 44 and this came out in what 71, 71. so how old was Keith Emerson at this point in time Math. Math. 27 <laughs> okay yeah so <laughs> yeah. i mean no i'm not <laughs> for, <laughs> man that was that was some quick math man <laughs> good job can you imagine <laughs> being 27 and writing this <laughs> Like being that fucking of course a twenty seven year old wrote this yeah. about a fucking armadillo <laughs> only with tank art only, <laughs> only because the artwork was done already. <laughs> so you, you bitches crystal notes how you twist all the lines. Fortune teller, future seller on time. Tortured spirits cry. Without that artwork, we wouldn't have. Had... No, we we, we would have. It just wouldn't have sold anything because that artwork absolutely sold this record. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I mean, there was super one, group too. Number King Crimson one in the UK. The Nice and this yeah. was number one. This was you know. number one in the UK. Number nine in the US. Man. This y'all were a bunch of nerds, <laughs> yeah. back there, guys. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> bunch of indoor kids. <laughs> Yeah, his 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 sort of like just flicking like the the the, the Moog there. I think that's just a it, like a. Yeah, you a, tell me what it it's, is. It's I don't think it's like a ribbon. Oh I, yeah, it's it's a ribbon. I think it's a ribbon. Uh, I don't think Bob Moog had built out that giant Emerson like Moog modular yet. So this would have been one of the. Uh, uh, one, one of the one of his earlier modular uh, things, like probably around like sixty eight, um, but it's just a it's a really big ribbon controller um, that is super cool. It they cool. remade that like I think maybe six years ago. Like Moog made five or ten of them for a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like for the amount of money, 
I'm pretty sure like that's less expensive than what it cost to build that thing back in the the, yeah, the 60s. Fair. Why yeah. did they only make like five or ten of them? Because the components don't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Wait, don't they? They make the components. Like no. that's what they do. No, they, they, they these are like original stock. Oh. Like, uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We in our ears, Tarkus the sweet finally ended. Okay. Just now, uh, we're now into Jeremy Bender. What do you guys think about Jerry ben- Jeremy Bender? I don't like it. Does does I like part fine. of the melody remind you of Turkey in the Straw? It's yeah. it's, it's intentional. Yeah. It's, it's like Oh Susanna. Yeah, the yeah. They, they, they they were they were trying to do their own version of Oh Susanna. Bam, bam. Yeah. Yeah. It's intentional. Something 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 something. Yeah, that's yep. intentional. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, like, but why? Like we don't we don't need that song again. We've had that because song for like hundred years. Because they found a ragtime piano and thought it was it was go time. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, is this the song where he's talking about they're fisting his sister? I mean, it's like yeah. it's like it's definitely rush. yeah. It's about a, a sort of a transsexual tryst or something. Yeah, you know why those ragtime not not, not, not punch, punching it, it, punching it's, it's yeah, punching yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, fisting. Yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah. he says uh, fisting a sister, but, it's, but about I, it's about punching. Okay, yeah, yeah it, something's lost in translation yeah. on that. Do you know why those ragtime honky tonk pianos sound like that? Because they've been sitting in a corner for so uh, long, they go out of tune. It, uh, they called it a, a, a tack piano, and we, it's it's a like a home homemade modification. Is take just like plain old thumbtacks. And they stick them into the felt of all of the hammers, so it's actually a a metal tack hitting the strings. They do it so it was loud enough in an old honky tonk bar. Nice. But it's like that's why it has that like that like iconic like jangly attack on yeah. it. Yeah. That's why it's got attack because of attack. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Homonym. Homonym. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, how do you feel? How, you love it, right? Yeah, well, yeah the, you love the, this. Everyone should listen to this record. <laughs> everyone should buy every copy they see in a used used store and just have stacks of Tarkus around. It, it, honestly, Tarkus has made my life better just by existing in my hands. I see this record all the time when I'm looking at records. Uh, I think next time I'll, I'll probably pick up a copy. You should. It's, yeah, it, the the artwork's great, and it, the, yeah. I, I think that I, I think they're I, I like every song on the record, but you know I. I I think that it's even if I didn't, I'd still like give it a positive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 going to give it a positive. Uh, I don't know how often I'll revisit it. I think that side one. I think the Tarkus Suite. I think is really cool, especially with the artwork. You know, like uh, w- without the artwork, I think I would appreciate it. But with that visual aid, I I actually think it's it's strong and interesting. I like. I like that they're, you know, you know, it's, it's Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. They're going to be pushing some boundaries of musicianship. And, you know, Prague is not, ex- it's not exactly my cup of tea. It's not like what I just go home and throw on. But I, I, I appreciate this. I appreciate it enough to, to give it a positive. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give it a positive. Um, the first half, I think everybody kind of agrees one way or another, uh, with the exception of you, Birch, maybe, that or- orchestrally. <laughs> Uh, musically, it's interesting. It's it's got a lot going on, and when you pair it with the album art, it it kind of makes an experience for you. The second half is a little different. You know, you've got a bunch of different songs that maybe I don't feel crazy about. Like I like maybe three of them. Um, but that being said, overall as an album, I'm going to give it a positive for what it does for Prague and and what it does overall. Hmm. 
Uh, I would just go straight neutral because I'm just not a big fan of the first half. It just doesn't, uh, it has interesting parts. It just doesn't really. It, have it you probably, listened to it three times? Uh, I have. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Uh, it, it has some interesting things. It's just a little overwrought and it's not for me. Um, I do really like things like Bitch's Crystal with that piano. Um, Is that what we're listening to right yes. now? Yeah. Absolutely. It's really I mean, cool. it's a, it's a and, crazy boogie woogie. Yeah. And the only way uh, is really great. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't really like things like Jeremy Bender and Are You Ready, Eddie? And things like that. Just It's a very uneven record. And half of the unevenness is, is definitely side two. But also, I feel like parts in Tarkus are... I mean, the are, are only two songs you, yeah. you like are on side two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say that I, I'm not going flat out neutral because uh, I think like Adam has said before too, anybody who tries to shoot for the moon, they are, they are trying like a big concept. Yeah. I give... A, a lot of uh, leeway to especially uh, of just trying to experiment and trying different sounds and just trying to mix things up and, and do something interesting. So that's why I, I'm not going straight neutral is because at least Tarkus, I can, I can listen to it and be like this, that was interesting. Not for me, but yeah. completely They're doing it, something. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. it. If I put together a Halloween band, you don't have to be in it, but we do. <laughs> uh, the whole thing is just doing Tarkus. Can would I, you come see it and enjoy yourself? I would, and I would dress up like either a manticore <laughs> or maybe a grasshopper. With, with a rocket launcher like a face. Rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to start rehearsing that stuff last year. I was going to say, <laughs> you better... Uh, we'll be ready. <laughs> you better start doing that right now. Uh, next time we'll be talking about Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Also known as Led Zeppelin 4. All right. Thanks Heck yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah.